0: You're going to love this. Just love it.
1: Back in the middle with you, once again, right here on KPFK, Pacifica's radio station, over our public airwaves, 90.7 FM in Los Angeles, 98.7 FM in Santa Barbara, 93.7 FM in San Diego, 99.5 FM in Ridgecrest and China Lake, and of course, coast to coast and around the globe on KPFK. Dot .org This is your broadcast. I am Brad Friedman, your friendly citizen investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow says me here for another live broadcast from the beautiful uh, Los Angeles studios of KPFK. Glad you could join us. Uh here's some breaking news. <clears throat> Ron Paul has won the Iowa caucuses. Yes, Ron Paul has won the Iowa caucuses. We spent quite a bit of time uh, earlier in the year talking about these Iowa caucuses, talking about the fact that Mitt Romney on election night was named as the winner of the Iowa caucuses. But he didn't actually win. Some weeks later, you'll recall, thanks to hand-counted paper ballots that are publicly counted at each of the caucus sites around the uh, around the Hawkeye State, we learned that, in fact, Rick Santorum actually won the Iowa caucuses. At least, Rick Santorum received more votes than Mitt Romney or anyone else. Well, here we are weeks later, and guess what we learned? Months later, I should say. Romney is thought to be the uh, the presumptive nominee this year going into the Republican National Convention in Tampa in August. But guess what we learned last weekend? Here's the press release from Lake Jackson, Texas, from the Ron Paul campaign. 2012 Republican presidential candidate Ron Paul has won a significant majority of Iowa's Republican delegates to the National Convention in Tampa. Dr. Paul won 10 of 13 delegates elected at today's state convention in addition to having won 11 of 12 delegates elected at last night's district convention for a weekend total of 21 of 25 contestable delegates all unbound. Now, what they mean there by unbound is that those delegates, when they go to the National Convention in Tampa, can vote for pretty much anybody they like. They do not have to vote for either Mitt Romney or Rick Santorum, both of whom at one time or another were the apparent winners of the Iowa caucuses. No, instead, they are unbound. They can vote for whoever they want when it comes nomination time at the National Convention. Press release goes on to say that Dr. Paul's victory in the Hawkeye State affirms his delegate attainment strategy, and it has added the, be- and it has the added benefit of having occurred in the first in the nation voting state, which is also a swing state. Business Insider goes on to say that the victory is further evidence of the growing power of Ron Paul's so-called liberty movement, mimicking similar national delegate landslides at state conventions in Maine, Nevada, Louisiana, and elsewhere. I spoke about this a little bit last week, oh, quite a bit last week, uh, as I was uh, guest hosting the nationally syndicated Mike Malloy Show, uh, just before my interview with Senior Advisor Doug Weed, a presidential historian, author, and senior advisor to the Ron Paul Campaign. This has been happening uh, in state after state it's been been one hell of a story and i would suggest one of the most underreported stories going on in the nation what it all means as we head towards tampa uh who knows here are some of my thoughts on what has been going on going on inside the uh republican conventions around the country inside the ron paul campaign uh all over the past few months and then my interview with senior Ron Paul advisor Doug Weed. Afterwards, by the way, we'll come back. We'll do some green news with Desi Doyan, Uh, and even some of your calls if you'd like to get in on this conversation or any other. Our phone number here is uh, 818-985-5735. That's 818-985-KPFK. If you have any thoughts on, on, uh, on my thoughts concerning what's going on inside the Ron Paul campaign, And with my interview with Doug Weed, Senior Advisor to Ron Paul. Going to get to my guest here momentarily, but I want to sort of give you a background about what's going on here. And this is an amazing, an amazing story to me that it seems that nobody actually is paying attention to other than the Ron Paul people, the Ron Paul people to whom much of this is happening uh And I was actually on the road uh, last week and I, I saw one of my relatives and I said, you know what, you guys have no idea what's going on. He's a big Republican, by the way. And I said, you have no idea what's going on. What could happen in Tampa uh could be a lot less boring than you think. Uh, and here's why. We've been covering this at Bradblog.com, but there's a, a, a couple of components here, and uh, I'm going to go. Uh, uh, I'm going to be joined uh, in a few minutes here by Doug Weed, the presidential historian, the New York Times best-selling author, and a senior advisor to uh, Ron Paul and the Ron Paul campaign. And he's going to answer all of our questions about this, and I have many of them. So let me just give you the background because we've been covering this at Bradblog, in um, uh, county and state conventions all over the country something is going on a couple of things are going on but ron paul supporters are showing up in droves in droves to these county conventions these district conventions the state republican conventions and they are getting their delegates uh elected they're getting their d- uh, delegates elected at the county convention to go to the state convention and then at the state convention to go to the republican national convention in tampa why well we'll talk about that in a in a minute with doug weed but on the way to that question what's happening is rather remarkable uh... a couple of uh... well several months ago now for example in uh, st charles county missouri my old home state of missouri uh... the ron paul folks came out in droves for the caucus in this case it was uh, it was the uh, missouri caucus And they had what seemed to be a clear majority... And the establishment GOP was basically trying to ram through their own agenda against the wishes of the majority. First, they told all of the people that cameras were not allowed at what is essentially a public meeting, a public caucus. And thankfully, a couple of the Ron Paul supporters said, huh, what? No, we're not going to turn off the cameras. There was no vote on that. They needed to vote on it. They didn't. Uh, and the cameras kept rolling, and, uh, they tried to, the, the establishment folks there uh, tried to jam through their own chairman of this convention rather than having a proper vote. People started calling division, division, which is something in, uh, uh, Robert's Rules of Order. It's like yelling point of order, except, uh, when you yell division, it's a non debatable motion that is made under Robert's Rules of Order. And at that moment, if you're at a meeting, which is running by Robert's Rules of Order, and somebody else division after a vote, then you have to ha- stop and have a proper vote. So the chairman says, "You know, all in favor, aye." You hear a few ayes. All opposed, nay. And then the chairman goes, "Okay, the ayes have it." What? What? And so uh, you know, the Ron Paul supporters are yelling, "Division! Division!" Anyway, the 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 GOP folks who are running this uh, this caucus eventually call the police. The police come out. They shut down the convention without electing their delegates in St. Charles County, Missouri. The Ron Paul people reconvene out in the parking lot. The police come in and arrest the leader of the the, the Ron Paul group out there. The ones who the Ron Paul folks had wanted to become wanted to make him the chairman. He was arrested. Why? Nobody knows. At whose orders? Nobody knows. But he was arrested. That was St. Charles County, uh, Missouri. About a week or so before that, in Clark County, Georgia, Athens, Clark County, Georgia, uh, we saw a similar scene at a, uh, a, a at the County Republican Convention. And, again, it was a majority of Ron Paul folks there. And, the again, the establishment, GOP, stepped forward. They uh, said, this is going to be the slate of delegates. All in favor? Say aye. Aye. All opposed? Nay. All right, the ayes have it. What? They start yelling division. Then the chairman says, do I hear a motion to... Uh, To uh, adjourn the meeting. Uh, I move to adjourn. A second. A second. All in favor. Uh, Say aye. Aye. All opposed. Nay. Nay. The ayes have it. And they ended this meeting. And they put their slate that wasn't legitimately elected, their slate of delegates for, uh, I think it was Mitt Romney down there, uh, instead of a, a duly elected slate. It was unbelievable. All of this stuff is being captured on videotape. We ran some of this videotape at Brad. You can go to bradblog.com and you can see what's going on, uh, some of this. It's remarkable. Now, we have a bit of uh, good news coming out of uh, Georgia, that story at, at Clark County, Georgia. Now, mind you, I, you, know I'm not a Ron Paul supporter. I don't support any candidates. I support democracy, and I love it when people stand up for their democracy. I don't give a damn who they are. I love it when people fight like hell for their democracy, and that's what these Ron Paul folks were doing. They filed a complaint with the state party against the secretary of uh, of the Republican Party in Georgia. The secretary of state went along with the Republicans there, but they filed a complaint with the Credentials Committee, and I got good news from one of the folks down in Georgia just last week that, in fact, at the state convention... All of those delegates who were uh, not elected correctly in uh, Clark County, Georgia, were all thrown out. They were uh, just thrown off the convention floor. So that's the good news there. Finally, I'll give you one more story, and then we'll go to Doug Weed to explain what the hell is going on. I think this was last week, uh, maybe a little bit more than a week ago, down in Louisiana at the state convention down there. Once again, a huge majority... For Ron Paul, shows up at the state GOP convention. Uh, just before that convention, the Republican Party announces we've put in place temporary rules. There will not be a vote for the for the chairman uh, of, of the convention. Well, you can't do that. You can't put in temporary rules and remove the right to vote at these conventions when they had already set the rules. So one of the Ron Paul folks said, you know, I moved to uh, elect such and such as the uh, uh, chairman. I can't remember who it was. Uh, a huge vote in favor of it. The establishment down there was completely ignoring it. So all of the Ron Paul people en masse picked up their chairs, turned them around, faced the back of the auditorium and started having their own convention with their own duly elected chairman. Of course, at that point, the GOP establishment did what? They called the police, and the chairman was dragged out of the room. And it's, again, all on video. And people are yelling, hey, he's he's disabled, he's handicapped. And sure enough, they dragged this guy out. I think they broke his hip. That's what's going on at these GOP conventions around the country And other than that, what's going on is Ron Paul folks are getting their people elected uh, to, to party positions, and they are getting their delegates on the ballot, even in states that Mitt Romney won in the primaries. So, you know, Mitt Romney may think he won such and such a state, but Ron Paul... May have more delegates elected. And in 30 of the states, if I understand this correctly, at the state convent, at the uh, national convention in Tampa, uh, later this summer, at, in 30 of those states, the people, the delegates do not have to vote for the person who won their primary or caucus. They can vote for whoever they want, including Ron Paul. I think in all of the states, if uh, Mitt Romney can't get uh, 1144 delegates on the first ballot, then on the second ballot, everyone's up for grabs. They can vote for anyone they want. What the hell does this mean? What the hell is going to go on in Tampa this uh, this August? Um, nothing? Uh, what What is the game here? What are the Ron Paul folks trying to do? And remember... If the GOP establishment tries to keep them from doing it in Tampa, I suspect these guys ain't going to put up with it, because they know the rules, and they know their rights, and they're fighting for their democracy, and I love it. I love seeing it.
2: Well, you know you make me want to my hand.
1: This it is for the Ron Paul people. They are not afraid to shout uh, when they are being put down when uh, by the GOP establishment, as we're seeing now in uh, county and state conventions around the country, where Ron Paul folks are standing up for themselves against the establishment and actually getting their people elected uh, delegates, sometimes the majority of delegates in all kinds of states. And uh, what are they up to? What is their game? We will find out in a moment. I am joined now by Doug Weed. He's a historian and a New York Times best-selling author of more than 30 books. And he has served as an advisor to two American presidents. He is now a senior advisor to the Ron Paul campaign. Doug Weed, sir, glad to have you here. Hey,
3: thanks, Brad. Great being with you.
1: Uh, before we get to the game as far as why what's going on, what you guys are after. Uh, I wanted to, I kept you on hold so long because I wanted to explain sort of the background of what is going on at these conventions. Ha, ha, did I adequately explain uh, what we're seeing now in, in state after state and the uh, the way that the establishment seems to be pushing back against Ron Paul supporters who are often in the majority at these, uh, at these state conventions?
3: Yep. Yep. <laughs> It's like uh, uh, the Russo-German front in World War II. It's it's pretty bloody. <laughs> it's it, literally bloody. I mean, a guy
1: broke his hip. Didn't uh, a fellow, didn't he break a hip last week down in Louisiana as the police were drug- yes, dragging an
3: arm? We elected the chairman of the rules committee, yeah. and uh, they immediately arrested him after his election and hauled him off and detained him, and when he came back, his fingers had been broken.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Now, this was the Louisiana state <laughs> Republican Party convention, what, yep. about ten days ago or so?
3: Uh, yeah, last weekend, uh, the <laughs> one before last. And they, uh, uh, the, they knew they were going to be voted out of office. Uh-huh. So they hired off-duty policemen. They 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 hired them to be there and then tipped them off who they wanted arrested. That's how they did it.
1: And but but the the policemen had uniforms on uh, in the video that I saw, and I
3: I didn't get that's right. uh, But they were they they're allowed to wear their uniform. uh, But you can hire policemen. You can hire them to do traffic. Churches will hire policemen to clear their parking lot and allow them to. So it's not they're not on official duty, but they're allowed to. wear their uh, uniform, uh, and they're hired to to maintain the peace or whatever, and but they take the orders from whoever's paying them the, the money. And, and, and
1: we're seeing this as a pattern, Doug Weed. I mean, yeah, it's not just it in Louisiana. We're yep. seeing this in a lot of, of places. Is the... Uh, national GOP sort of working with the uh, the state groups to try to keep Ron Paul folks from uh, having any say at these conventions? Is this a well, uh, strategy?
3: It, it's happening organically and it's happening uh, with coordination for example uh, in North Dakota which Rick Santorum won. We Ron Paul people came in second place and uh, both Santorum and Ron Paul defeated uh, Mitt Romney. Romney nevertheless took away 60% of the delegation. The way he did it there Uh, The team came in from Washington. They had their own parliamentarians and lawyers. But what was key is they had their own audiovisual people. So they controlled the screen and the microphones. And uh, the Ron Paul people couldn't nominate their own delegates. They couldn't go up to the screen and use a magic marker to write the name of their slate. So the slate was predetermined, and the the Romney people were able to bag the numbers. But in many states, uh, as you point out, they're getting beat. And they're surprised by this.
1: My engineer said no i can't I can't believe it. This can't be if, if Mitt Romney wins the primary in a state, then he gets the majority of the delegates. That has not been the case in uh, a
3: few states has it not? Yeah, in many states, and many states. including his own state of Massachusetts. For example, 14 of the delegates from Massachusetts huh. will be Ron Paul people, including uh, some of his uh, Romney's most important people didn't make it uh, and weren't elected as delegates.
1: We're speaking with Doug Weed, presidential historian and uh, presidential advisor to uh, two American presidents and now senior advisor to... Republican Ron Paul about uh, what the hell is going on at these state conventions where Ron Paul folks are not only winning the majority of delegates in many states as opposed to Mitt Romney, but also, uh, in many instances, being arrested, uh, being dragged out, uh, having uh, their bones broken, as the GOP establishment is trying everything they can to keep the uh, uh, the Ron Paul folks out, the majority of uh, folks who are showing up at these conventions, often being Ron Paul supporters, uh, trying to exercise their democracy at these conventions, and... Um, Uh, They're they're facing a fight. What is that going to mean now for the Republican National Convention in Tampa? And will there be a surprise for Mitt Romney? So what is Ron Paul and his supporters up to? Before we get the answer to that question, uh, Doug Weed, uh, how many states now... Uh, particularly states where Mitt Romney uh, won in the primary or the caucus. Uh, d- does Ron Paul now have the majority of delegates that will be going to Tampa?
3: <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> there's no way we're going to announce that, uh, but uh, uh, <laughs> there are. Well, isn't that public information? Uh, no. No. It's not because the the delegates uh, ha- have not all announced publicly who they support. And uh, you, the system's kind of been gained by the Romney campaign and people in the GOP who wanted him to win demographically and the choice of states and the timing of the states. But in addition to that, in many states, Missouri's an example, the, the state rules were written, influenced by the Romney campaign. The state rules were written so that even whoever, if someone won the, uh, the primary, it would be a non-binding contest, and the decision would be made at the state party convention. And they did that for Mitt Romney. They did it because Mitt Romney had money and the feeling was if perchance he lost the Missouri election, which he did, he lost it to Rick Santorum, right. he could still win the Missouri at the state convention mm-hmm. because Romney unlike Santorum would have the money to field the organization to get people elected. What they didn't count on and what has happened is uh as Ron Paul said on the night uh, when when the, the main vote took place and the national media said, oh, uh, Romney barely squeezed out, uh, Ron Paul and won the main, uh, uh, caucus. He right. didn't. Uh, as Ron Paul said to the cameras and tried mm-hmm. to explain. We didn't hide it. He said, I think we're going to pick up most of the delegates. Well, he was right. We did. So we're not flooding the state convention. So you can't, you read in the Washington Post, mm-hmm. the Ron Paul people have flooded the state convention. You can't flood the state convention. You have to get elected at the precinct. Right. Uh, and then if you're a delegate elected at the precinct, you go to the district convention and then you choose the delegates at the district convention that go to the Thank <laughs> you. State convention, and then at the state convention, you choose the delegates that go to Tampa. So what you're seeing now is a result of the victories we won in January and February that the national media didn't see. That happened right under their eyes,
1: (laughs) and it's still happening. It seems to me under their eyes. They're still not covering this. You mentioned uh, Doug Weed before the break. 14 delegates. Uh, You 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 didn't mind telling me apparently that you had 14 delegates at least in Massachusetts, Mitt Romney's home state. That's 14 delegates. Out of how many delegates in Massachusetts?
3: I'd have to look up the number in okay. Massachusetts, but it's pretty sizable considering. So that's that a, it's his home state, right? And we okay. didn't even contest it. So yeah.
1: there may be people who are delegates now. Before the break, I had said that thirty different states, I believe, do not require their delegates to vote. Uh, or, or free free their delegates even on the first ballot to vote for whoever they want. Am am I accurate in that? Do, did I Well, it's,
3: it's actually more than that because uh, the and, and it depends. The RNC writes its own rules. It's like a private club. It's like a country club. So it's pretty tough for jurists to get involved in this and to take it to court. But the RNC, if uh, Romney has the majority of the delegates at the RNC, he can he can override it as they did the the Nixon conventions when they'd have. A rebellious delegation from Mississippi that was elected democratically, they would nevertheless seat their own cronies and disqualify the the duly elected how, delegation
1: How can Mitt Romney do that, and will the ron paul people the, the supporters of ron paul because i 've you know watched these videos. Uh, you know, they don't sit back and say, okay, yeah, whatever you want. I mean, they know the rules. They know the rules of the convention. Uh, how would uh, Mitt Romney do that, shut out these duly elected delegates, and what would you expect that Ron Paul folks would do in, in, in the case uh, that, that, you know, Romney just threw out the rules and said, forget it, we're throwing you delegates out, we're, we're bringing in our own.
3: Well, that may happen. And uh, Ron Paul himself is very much a gentleman, and uh, he's... Uh, you could see in the debates that he turns the other cheeks uh, the other cheek he doesn't uh, uh, a fight that's not in his nature, but you're right, his people are real scrappers they they feel that that this country is corrupt, that uh, the the Congress is corrupt, that the executive branch is corrupt, that uh, we have boots on the ground now in Australia defending us against China, and so we're borrowing we're using Chinese money to defend Australia against China. Well, obviously, Pentagon contractors making money there. It has nothing to do with foreign policy or geopolitics. So we've got we've got well-informed people, and it remains to be seen what will happen. And the decision will really be in the Romney camp because they have the majority. If they want to fight, uh, you're right. Our people who were duly elected are, are not going to let them break their bones. <laughs> is
1: it, is the game here, Doug Weed? To Still to win the nomination somehow, or or is this just a matter of uh, we you know we want to get our planks in, in the Republican Party platform in Tampa? What is Ron Paul going for here?
3: Well, uh, under normal circumstances, the platform wouldn't matter a hella of beans. But when you have a paradigm shift, as you're having right now, I mean, this is the biggest shift that's taken place or transformation of the GOP uh, since the 1980s. We've seen three in our lifetime, and that was the Goldwater shift that mm-hmm. took place in 64, the rise of the evangelical Christians and their involvement in 1988. And now we're seeing, once again, the GOP transform. Formed this time by what you could call constitutionalists and they're just taking over the party at, at the precinct level up. And so it's it's a real paradigm shift. So the platform committee is going to be an important battleground in, in this exceptional uh, convention. And so will the rules committee. The rules committee, whoever the delegates are that get on the rules committee, they're the ones that will decide how the game is played in 2016. And it was the Romney people who stacked the rules committee the last time around. That have helped him, given him an enormous advantage. Even when he was down in the polls, he was swamped by Perry. He was right. led by Gingrich. He was he was behind four or five different candidates at different points. He still won, and part of the way he won is like a football team wins good recruitment. And that recruitment, so to speak, the the game rules are decided at the RNC four years in advance. Well, well, so are... there's a lot to be won by the Ron Paul people playing the game. In, well,
4: there in there is,
1: Doug. But are are you prepared? To say, uh, can you, look, Ron Paul? He, he's no spring chicken. He's he's very spry, but I think he's what is he? 82 now? I think. <laughs> 76. Uh, okay, 76. Okay, so he would be 80 in 2016. I mean, and he's very fit. Uh, 76, no question about it. But he would be uh, 80 years old four years down the road. So is are, are you suggesting he, he's uh, just uh, they're just playing the long game at this point, uh, or? Uh, well, l- let me just ask you directly. Is Ron Paul still seeking the nomination, the GOP nomination for president of the United States uh, in the the 2012 election?
3: Well, the sun also rises. And Ron Paul has a son. Uh, he's see. a U.S. senator from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, many people think he has a very good chance. And so he's been uh, a... a a ever-present <laughs> thought mm-hmm. in the minds of a lot of Ron Paul supporters. When they give a dime to the campaign, they know that this campaign has a future, unlike many other campaigns.
1: But I talk to a lot of Ron Paul people, and they say, oh, Rand Paul is no Ron Paul. Uh, I, I see a real uh, separation among the Paul supporters between Ron and Rand. They feel that Rand is more with the establishment and with the, the you know the Koch brothers and and that sort of uh, group. Uh, unlike Ron Paul, as as they see it, as these supporters see it, uh, do you uh, not see the distinction between Ron and Rand Paul?
3: Yeah, I do. It's pretty hard to compare anybody to Ron Paul. I mean, right. he won't participate in the congressional uh, pension because he feels it's unfair. He mm-hmm. won't go on a congressional junket because he feels it's a, it's a, a free vacation at taxpayer's expense. He's never voted for a tax increase. Never voted for an unbalanced budget. I mean, he's this pure figure. Won't take a bribe. Won't take money. From lobbyists, or even meet with lobbyists. Uh, It's not like there's 20 or 30 congressmen uh, like him in in the U.S. Congress. He's the only one. He is it. He's he's incorruptible. So it's pretty hard to compare him to anybody. But when when you compare Rand Paul to (laughs) to anybody else in the U.S. Senate, uh, he he's it's pretty striking. And next time, that's what the comparison will be.
2: Here comes the sun, and I say it's all right. It's
1: all that was my interview with Doug Weed, presidential historian, New York Times best-selling author, and senior advisor to Ron Paul. I'm Brad Friedman. You're listening to the broadcast on KPFK couple of updates since that interview with Doug Weed last week. Well, last week, Rand Paul, the son, endorsed Mitt Romney's presidential bid, but made clear that Romney was not his first choice. He told uh, Fox News Channel's uh, Sean Hannity, quote, Well, you know, my first choice has always been my father. He is still my first pick. But now that the nomination process is over, said Rand Paul, I'm happy to announce I'm supporting Governor Romney. In the meantime, yesterday, Ron Paul does not think it's necessarily over. While his son came out in support of Mitt Romney last week, says CNN, Rep. Ron Paul of Texas said Tuesday he won't be following suit. Quote, no, not ready, no way, Paul said on CNN's The Situation Room with Wolf Blitzer. Paul argued the candidate, quote, doesn't have control of the hearts and minds of the people and gave no hint that he would stand behind Romney at the Republican National Convention in August. Quote, I think it's legitimate for us to continue the debate, said Ron Paul. I know they don't want the debate at the convention. Everything has to be smooth and proper. I'd like to have these conventions mean something, he said, and continue the debate and decide what we as a party actually believe in. That was Ron Paul yesterday on CNN. So what do you think? What the hell is going on here? And what will be going on at the uh, National Convention, the Republican National Convention in Tampa in August? I'd love to hear your thoughts. 818-985-5735 is our phone number. That's 818-985-KPFK. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that and whatever else is in the news that you might want to chat about. I'll also be speaking with Desi Doyen for some green news coming up shortly. I'm Brad Friedman. This is KPFK, and this is your Bradcast. Stay with us.
2: Live at the Ford Amphitheater in Hollywood on Friday, June 22nd at 8.30 p.m., Culture Shock Los Angeles Dance troupe presents Beauty. This full theater dance production utilizes street and classical dance, spoken word, and multimedia to challenge and expand how we perceive. It will be dance entertainment under the stars with performances by Kinja's, Mischief Makers, and Fanny Pack. That's Beauty. Friday, June 22nd at 8 30 p.m. at the Ford. More details at kpfk.org. Ticket information available to the Ford Box Office at 323 461 3673. That's 323 Go 1 Ford. KPFK is a proud media sponsor.
1: Standing up for your rights right here on KPFK in Los Angeles. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your Bradcast. We'll take your calls here momentarily at 818 985 5735. 818 985 5735. Your thoughts on what the Ron Paul folks are doing? And what might happen with all of this uh, in Tampa in August? Is this just a ruse, by the way, to pave the way for Rand Paul in 2016, as uh, Doug Weed uh, sort of indicated in my in my interview with him that you just heard before the break? Doug Weed, uh, Ron Paul's senior advisor. Uh, I thought his comments were quite illustrative when he talked about uh, that the sun also rises. Although it is a fact that the Ron Paul folks that I've spoken to. Uh, do not even put Rand Paul in the same league as Ron Paul in any way, shape, or form. That could change in four years, but, uh, you know, so who knows? Also, I would, uh, ask what lessons may be learned for, uh, for the Occupy movement here? What lessons, if any, can they take from these Ron Paul folks, uh, showing up at, uh, state and uh, local district and, uh, state conventions around the country? swamping, uh, swamping uh, the, the competition with the majority of folks standing up for their rights and taking over the party in many cases from inside the party, taking over the party leadership positions as well as delegates to the National Convention. Any lessons we may learn for the Occupy movement from that, 818-985-5735 is our phone number. We'll get to Desi Doyne in a little bit with the Green News Report, but until then... Let's go to the phones here. Carlos in Los Angeles, welcome, sir, to KPFK.
0: Hi. Hi, how Uh, are you? All right. Um, I would like to comment uh, that I'm very surprised that Rand Paul, Ron Paul's son, would endorse Mitt Romney because a vote for Mitt Romney is a vote for the NDAA, for militarism and imperialism. So I know that he was against the NDAA, and so I'm I'm very shocked that he would support uh, Romney, who expressed support for that that bill. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you know, likewise, Obama is also a person who supports the NDAA, militarism, and imperialism. Mm -hmm. So that's why I don't see Romney or Obama that different. But uh, that's why I would like for Ron Paul to get the nomination. So I'm very happy about these news that are coming up about him getting all these delegates, because we really do need an alternative out there, or else we're just voting for pretty much, you know, the same
1: thing. Uh, yeah, and you know, it would be interesting. One of the reasons I said that, uh, well, I, I've said it a couple times, uh, that I would love to see Ron Paul as the nominee. Not because I'm a, a Ron Paul supporter, but the fact is, uh, he would actually either get to the left of Barack Obama on a whole bunch of issues, or he would push Barack Obama to the left on a whole bunch of issues, particularly, uh, you know, foreign, uh, policy civil rights, human rights, Uh, so I would love to see him as a nominee in that sense, and also, you know, I, I think whether you agree or disagree with Ron Paul, I believe that Ron Paul's positions are legitimate, at least as far as he is concerned, unlike Mitt Romney who will say, you know, anything he needs to say. Uh, to get elected so we might have you know a legitimate debate and a, a sort of a legitimate election if that were to be the case uh thanks carlos think, yeah go
0: ahead i think i think we can all agree that it would be a much more interesting debate to see ron paul debate president obama it would be a much more likely debate than Mitt romney and obama and uh, less superficial and uh, if not i would like ron paul to, to run third party and be in the debate so that he can just a win, you know, over Romney and, and Obama at the same time, that would be a really interesting thing
1: to see. I hear you, Carlos. I appreciate the call and I appreciate the thoughts. Uh, let's go to uh, Joy in Northridge. There we go. Hey, Joy, welcome to the broadcast.
4: Thank you. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm kind of in agreement with the previous caller. I'm wondering why the progressive Democrats are not behind Ron Paul. I feel that he really would be a game changer for the whole economy. He's against the war. He has very good ideas. As you said a minute ago, he's authentic. He's legitimate in his ideas. And I don't understand why, why in a way some of the programs on KPFK aren't talking more about Ron. And maybe interviewing people that are more supportive of his
0: views.
1: Right. Well, I I can tell you, I can speak to, uh, and I got a lot of folks on the line, Joy, so I want to try to move through folks, but I can tell you why, uh, certainly, progressive Democrats. Uh, are probably not in favor of Ron Paul. You know, he would be in favor of, uh, you know, getting rid of uh, Social Security, killing the EPA, the SEC, all sorts of federal government programs that he believes uh, are simply unconstitutional. I believe he's inaccurate on that, but, you know, I, I suspect he would want to uh, sell off the national parks at some point. Uh, to the highest bidder that is you know a- anything but a-, a democratic ideal even though he is certainly more progressive when it comes to uh, foreign policy uh, getting rid of the drug war a- a- and all of that so i can see where democrats would you know would certainly be uh, split on the idea of supporting ron paul even if they support some of his policies
4: can i say one more thing sure, go ahead. He would, it is to me that he would not be Setting drones on the American people like Obama has just the sort of bill for. He would not be doing that because he's against the war. He would mm-hmm. be fighting more for um, American rights than Obama seems to be. I'm very disappointed in Obama. We need a third choice.
1: I hear you, Joyce. I appreciate the call. Thanks. Uh, let's go to uh, Kim in uh, Kim in L.A. There we go. Welcome to KPFK, Kim. What's on your mind?
4: Hey, Brad. Hey, um, Kim. I just want to mention that and our good friend Lalo Alcaraz sent this out on Facebook this morning that um, Ron Paul admits to taking Social Security, which he wants... Likened to slavery, as reported on Think Progress this morning.
1: Okay. There so, you go.
4: Hypocrisy
0: is uh, in no shortage.
1: Uh, he, Ron Paul's a hypocrite. He's also, by the way, as you see it, he's also, I think, unbelievably hypocritical on the issue of abortion. The fact yeah. that, you know, he's against uh, right. the federal government having anything to do right. with anybody uh, except they can, you know, come between a woman and her doctor when it comes to the issue of abortion. Exactly. So. Thank you. Right. Thanks, Kim. I appreciate it. Okay. Good good to hear from you. Uh Let's uh fly through as many as we can here. Uh Matt in Topanga, welcome to the broadcast on KPFK. Matt, what's on your mind?
0: Oh, thanks, oh, thanks Brad. I, this is the guy that keeps occasionally bugging you to do the interview for my documentary, but I'll keep bugging oh, you.
1: Oh, yes, please do. I, I do want to do that, Matt.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And I, I'm just calling in to say, I really appreciate you bringing light to these things because in a democracy we need to know these things, and because KPFK uh, ignores this. I mean, I, I KPFK is a godsend, but we cannot drink the Kool-Aid no matter what flavor. And there's certain uh, you know things where uh, some people won't criticize Barack Obama because he's a Democrat. I think that we can uh, take that same stance with KPFK in order to make it better because we love it. And I just want to thank you so much for being, uh, a great character, uh, figure in our democracy.
1: Thank you, Matt. I appreciate those, uh, those thoughts. And, uh, send me another email and I'll, uh, I'll try to do that interview for you. I'm, I'm not avoiding you. I, I keep losing track of your emails. So, uh, give me a shout out on that. And by the way, uh, if, as far as KPFK goes, um, they're not ignoring it. They have me here every Wednesday, and I've been talking about this stuff now for months. We've had, uh, Ron Paul supporters, some of those folks that I, I alluded to at the beginning of my interview with, uh, Doug Weed, uh, you know, who were arrested, the guy who was arrested in St. Charles, uh, Lori Bone, the woman down there in, uh, in Georgia who held, uh, the state Republican feet to the fire and got the entire slate of inappropriately elected delegates. Uh, from Clark County, Georgia, thrown out. So, you know, for what it's worth, I'm here, 818-985-5735. Let's go to uh, Graham in Van Nuys. Uh, hey, Graham, welcome to the broadcast.
0: Hi there, how are you doing? I'm okay, you? Uh, not bad. Oh, good. I am um, I listened to the interview with Doug Weed. Yep. Um, Ron Paul is, you know, if you're talking about a stink test, he doesn't stink as much. And what you're going to see at the Republican convention is everybody in lockstep behind Romney. Yeah. The problem is, if Romney actually gets elected, Putin is out there. And uh, the Koch brothers are going to look like Disneyland next to what the Russians are going to do to us. I mean, on yeah. the international stage, we're going to get our clocks cleaned.
1: It could, and, uh, yeah, it could get he's ugly. He's a very
0: dangerous guy because he's so damn
1: Stupid. wait are we talking about romney or putin
0: yes no putin is absolutely <laughs> right it's very dangerous. yeah you know but romney is, is, yeah. is, 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 you know excuse my french but he's a schmuck uh, i
1: hear you i hear you graham i appreciate that thanks for your call let me uh see if i can get to as many folks as i can here before we got to go to desi Doyen and the green news uh carlos in uh, carson welcome to kpfk carlos
4: well, yes, well, listen, uh, I don't trust any of the candidates. I think we're headed for more chaos, more bailouts, war with Iran. If you look at uh, Obama, he extended the bailouts, um, mm-hmm. and he's also paraded before the American-Israeli Public Affairs Committee, which means he supports the war in Iran, which benefits Israel. If you look at Romney, uh, the second-highest official in his corporation, Bain, was the second highest official in the Israeli Mossad. So there's his allegiance to Israel. He used to be a roommate of, uh, went to school <laughs> with Netanyahu. So that okay. means war with Iran again, okay. no matter who gets in. Right. Ron Paul, you look at Ron Paul. Now is Ron Paul leading the occupied movement to the slaughter? By slaughter, I mean all these people are going to be led, massive demonstrations into military tribunals.
1: Who, uh, uh, wait.
4: He's going to be declared enemy non-combatants. Oh, Ron. In- Ron in-
1: Paul is doing that. You mean if the, if the folks uh, and Carlos, I'm going to jump off just because I'm I'm running short on time. But uh, you're suggesting that uh, the folks that are going to show up at the Republican National Convention as delegates are going to be hauled out by a uh, uh, Department of Homeland Security.
4: No, I'm not saying not, not just yet, but you give it two okay. or three years when there's massive demonstrations because of the war with Iran. Okay. Continuing well, he, he, ain't, Iran.
1: he ain't leading them to the slaughter. Uh, the fact is, you know, uh, Americans are standing up, they're making noise. Ron Paul supporters are standing up and making noise for their democracy, uh, as it should be. And if everybody's going to become afraid that Department of Homeland Security is going to haul us off, then, you know, we might as well just call it off right now. Uh, okay, let me get in a, f- a few more calls here. Desi Doyen, stand by. We will we will get to you in time. A uh, bunch of folks on the line, so uh, if you can make your uh, thoughts short and sweet in about 15 seconds, here we'll get as many people on the air as we can on your public airwaves. Dave in Long Beach, welcome to the broadcast. Hit me with your best shot.
4: Yeah, real quick. Uh, you Ron Paul people, uh, you can stick it where the sun
0: not shine. We have the perfect candidate with you as Ron Paul. Uh, as far as foreign policy, and he was everything we needed economically uh, uh, domestically. I was Dennis, Dennis, Dennis. Dennis? Where were you a couple of years ago?
1: Where? Were, who are you talking to?
0: Ron Paul supporters.
1: Oh, okay. Well, you'll have to ask them where they were. Thanks for the call, Dave. I appreciate it. Uh, let me see, uh, Ed in Monterey Park. I'll give you another fifteen seconds. Sorry to give everyone short trip. We only got an hour, and I got to get to Des. Ed in Monterey Park.
3: Yes. Uh, since you're talking about alternative uh, candidates. Why doesn't the progressive left support Nader?
1: Well, for one, Nader didn't stand up uh, to run this year. He tried to uh, get some folks to primary Barack Obama. He had almost uh, no luck at all. So why don't they support them? Why didn't they support Nader? Don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean he's run four times though. Yeah, I know. And 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 every time he he at least his rhetoric is all about the progressive left. Yep. But I don't hear him being supported anywhere.
1: I hear you, Ed. They're not supporting him. Let me get to uh for whatever reason. Dan in Galida, is that right? Uh welcome to the Bradcast.
0: Yeah,
4: Brad, Brad, you're doing a great job as always. Uh it's great to have you back on. Thank you, sir. After a fun job. Um I think real quickly, Ron Paul I don't think has the strength, the character to actually stand up uh to the Republican Party. I think he's only getting back into The statement yesterday and Wolf Butcher, because of pressure from his supporters. And he can't realize he, he can't be like mealy mouth as he would be otherwise. Yeah, good. His, his, good. his supporters should hold him
1: accountable. These and elections, you know, they're not about the candidates. They're about the people. And if the people, if the Ron Paul supporters want to stand up and raise holy hell and make Ron Paul, uh, you know, stand and fight for that nomination in August, I say more power
2: to him.
4: No, I say more power to those people also. Yeah. But I really see him as just a Trojan horse for his son Rand,
2: mm-hmm. and
4: when it comes to the actual convention in Tampa, he's not going to have the courage to stand there. His re- followers might have a revolt, but this is just just a shoein' for Rand. And Rand, the father, is not the son, and the son's not the father.
1: I appreciate bad yeah, news. Yeah, no, I, and I agree, and I hear that from a lot of Rand Paul supporters. Uh, one more call here, DJ in Los Angeles. Uh, very quickly, welcome to the broadcast.
0: Hey Brad. Hey. Uh, I just wanted to say it seems everybody has forgotten a really great novel and I think it, and it was a play too by Sinclair Lewis called It Can't Happen Here. And it seems to me Mr. Romney and Mr. Paul and a lot of people are, are, uh, are the Windrook guys, you know. Uh, this guy, it, it's um, read it. Somebody look it up. It's got to be in your library. It can't happen here by Sinclair Lewis, 1938.
1: Appreciate the call, DJ. It's- All right, we're going to uh, take a quick break, and we're back with Desi Doyen and some green news. All right, melting for us. It's Desi Doyan. Hey, Des. Hey. Did you get sick of that uh, Kermit? It's not easy being green theme song <laughs> that we always play for you. Yeah. All right, it's coming back. Well, so I know. don't get too used to uh, this well, other who, theme who
2: song. kind of really objects to Kermit when it comes down to
1: it? Uh, that's right. Uh, Desi Doyan joins uh, joins us now. She is our producer here, and of course my uh, co host and managing editor of the Green News Report, heard on fine progressive radio stations coast to coast, and uh, well, let's get let's get right to today's uh, Green News report, and then we'll come back live with Desi Doyen with a few more thoughts, and maybe some of your calls if we have time, 818-985-5735, this is the Bradcast.
4: I feel sorry for the people of Fukushima,
1: but our livelihoods depend on it.
2: A nuclear restart in Japan, but also a solar revolution. The most anti-environment congress in history, gutting everything, or trying to. The U.N. Sustainability Summit gets underway in Rio. Plus...
0: I think Saudi Arabia is doing Obama a big fat favor. I think he asked for that favor, and prices are coming down.
2: OPEC is in the tank for Obama?
1: Someone's in the tank. All of that and more straight ahead from bradvlog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comments.
0: Assuming if Obama got elected, you're going to see something with oil like you've never seen before. It'll go through the roof.
1: Hey, Donald Trump, weren't you the guy that told us gas prices would be going up to $7 this summer?
0: $5 a gallon this summer. And maybe six, and maybe
1: seven. Oh, yeah, that's right. That was you. So why does anybody listen to you about anything? We don't. This is your Green News Report. The okay, Desi Doyen, tell me we are not going to be covering Donald Trump in this Green News Report.
2: Oh, I'm so sorry to disappoint you, but, um, yes, we will.
1: Okay, then. You're fired. <laughs>
2: Well, as prices at the gas pump continue to drop due to economic uncertainty abroad and economic weakness here at home, on CNBC, Donald Trump came up with a whole new reason that lower gas prices are actually really, really bad. Even though the oil cartel OPEC met last week to raise oil production and raise prices, Trump now alleges that Saudi Arabia and OPEC are in the tank for Obama, overproducing oil in order to lower gas prices for the sole purpose of helping Obama win (laughs) reelection. Never mind, of course, that prices went up to $147 a barrel under the Bush administration.
1: In fact, they were at an all-time high under the Bush administration. I don't understand why Donald Trump doesn't mention that. (laughs)
2: Protesters took to the streets of Japan to object to Prime Minister Yoshiiko Noda's controversial orders to restart two nuclear reactors at the Ohi nuclear plant in western Japan. They are the first to be restarted after all 50 of Japan's nuclear facilities were taken offline in the wake of the triple meltdown at the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant last year. NHK reports that local officials support the move. In a press conference, the governor of Fukui prefecture said the restart is necessary to maintain reliable power supplies for Japanese industries.
4: Since the accident in Fukushima, there has been a lot of controversy, but the resumption is essential for the power supply.
2: But getting much less news coverage, the Japanese government also simultaneously announced major new renewable energy policies that could catapult Japan ahead of Germany and China in leading the world in clean energy. The Japanese government will implement major new subsidies for the solar energy industry Including huge feed in tariffs. Those are high payments for electricity generated by homeowners with rooftop solar. And remember that Germany just about two
1: weeks ago set an all time world solar power record, powering a full half of the country from solar power.
2: Yep. Meanwhile, back in the U.S., this week, the environment is the battlefield on Capitol Hill. Republicans in Congress are crazy busy cementing their reputation as the most anti-environmental House of Representatives in history.
1: Emphasis on crazy.
2: Uh, Just one example. On Tuesday, House Republicans introduced a bill to gut environmental protections at the border, exempting the Department of Homeland Security from all environmental regulations within 100 miles of the Mexican border because somehow waiving Clean Water Act protections secures the border better.
1: Uh, I don't get it. There must be something more sensible behind that, no?
2: Well, you may find your answer in Arizona Democratic Representative Raul Grialva, who said that the new bill is quote quite simply about gutting a set of laws and protections that the Republican Party has always wanted to get rid of. Okay. In the Senate, Republican Senator James Inhofe of Oklahoma plans to introduce a resolution to overturn the Obama EPA's new rules for power plants to reduce toxic mercury emissions. Inhofe says new technology to meet the new mercury and air toxics rule costs way too much for those coal-fired power plant owners, even though half of the nation's coal-fired power plants already meet the new standard.
1: So Republican Senator James Inhofe wants to make sure that toxic mercury still continues to seep into our drinking water.
2: That's right.
1: Well done, Senator.
2: Finally, pollution, development, and sustainability are on the program as the world's environment ministers meet in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, for the Rio 20 Sustainability Summit that opens on Wednesday. Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, EPA Administrator Lisa Jackson will attend. President Obama will not. We'll have much more on the United Nations Conference on Sustainable Development down in Rio later this week.
1: Where, once again, much will be said and little will actually happen. For more on that and the other stories we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Remember, you can download us anytime via iTunes, listen to us on your mobile device via Stitcher, and follow us 24-7 on the Twitters at Green News Report. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report.
2: i Rio, Rio by the CO. Flying down
0: to Rio, well, there's risen to the fellas, we're old from propeller. We've got to get to Rio, and we've got to make time.
1: There you go, uh, another Green News report. Well done, uh, Daz. Uh, Rio, we'll have more information on what the hell is going on uh, down in Rio. Yes, uh, that will be in our report tomorrow. tomorrow. The uh,
2: okay. entire, well, as much as we can get in, squeeze in on the Rio Sustainability Summit, going on right now in Rio de Janeiro. And we'll have that tomorrow on our Thursday Green News report at GreenNewsBradBlog.com. Check it out. Also wanted to point out a very important uh, change, something that, that people have not been able to do before. Californians will have the right now, for the first time, to vote on whether or not they will have labeling for genetically modified organisms in the food that they purchase in the state of California that qualified for the November ballot. So you will have the opportunity, if you choose to vote, to decide whether or not you want to have any food that you buy be labeled to indicate if it contains genetically modified ingredients. But
1: are you for it or again it?
2: Well, you know, that's something I think that people should look into for themselves. I'm those... personally yeah. somebody who believes that we should, that, that consumers deserve more information rather than less. The manufacturing industry, the food pr- processed food industry is against mm-hmm. it because they say it's going to cost too much money to uh, change their packaging. But uh, this is the only time that it goes to the voters rather than to legislators or agencies to decide this.
1: It's going to be one of those confusing uh, propositions that we won't know if we should vote yes. I haven't read the text of it myself, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, Very good. Well done, uh, Des. I appreciate that. Uh, Ran out of time to get to the rest of the calls there, but we will be back next week. Uh, Thanks for calling in. We'll try to get uh, more calls if we can next week. Uh, And I didn't even get to Fukushima. In short, the uh, super typhoon that was flying through Fukushima. Gukou, All is well, says Tokyo Electric Power Company. We don't have to worry about knocking out Unit 4, if you believe them. That's what they say.
2: Well, the the, the storm tracked away from it. It went to Okinawa instead.
1: Yeah, so uh, everything's fine. No worries. See, we end up with everything fine. Stay tuned, by the way, for John Wiener and the 4 o'clock report. Oh, he's got Chris Hayes of MSNBC joining him. Uh, My thanks to Desi and our producer, to our super-duper associate producer, Margot Paez, and, of course... To our soundboard operator, G. Good to see you back, G. Until next week, we'll be back, same Brad time, same Brad channel. I'm Brad Friedman. This is the Bradcast, and you can find me on the Twitters at the Bradblog and, of course, at bradblog.com. Good night, America.